The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Welcome to the Buck Blue Show. Here on the Fan 680 and 93.7, you may have heard we're streaming at 680thefan.com, and you can listen on that fan app or the smart speaker. Brought to you by our good friends at South Point Financial Services. Thursday, January the 20th, got Adam Gillespie producing on the road today. Derek Thomas and Sean Nerney ready to get to work. What's up, Buck? And Kirby Smart is working hard over in Athens. I guarantee it. Probably trying to figure out who's on the roster and who's off the roster. That uh, would be a very long, complicated meeting as they continue to fall over in Athens. So, Nerny, what do you say we get to work on this? Bucks. Big. Take. Thank you, JT Daniels, for your help getting the Bulldogs to the promised land. Although, we barely got to know you. You shocked all of us with your surprise arrival. Remember, after Jamie Newman was already on campus, being promoted as the new Georgia quarterback. You chased him off before you took one snap. But then you injured your knee, re-injured the knee, and you had that setback that set you back in Athens. Then... JT, you stepped in and rescued the underachieving dog offense. Remember, you threw for 400 yards against Mississippi State in that Bulldog debut and led us to four consecutive wins, including that dramatic comeback victory over Cincinnati in the bowl game. Well done, kid. Not sure what happened this year. It appeared you were the man at SEC Media Days. But then that daggum lad injury set you back, and it was over with quick after that. Stetson took over and led the Bulldogs to the natty. JT, thanks for keeping a good attitude during the turmoil of the quarterback change and supporting Stetson Bennett on the run to a title. And JT, best of luck at your next destination. JT Daniels, we barely got to know you, pal. And he is, as Nick Saban would say, gone. And there's some talk about where JT Daniels is going to end up. Could it be another SEC school? No, there's a team out in Ole Miss, uh, Oxford, Mississippi, looking for a quarterback right now. You would think that would be a pretty good fit for JT Daniels running that Lane Kiffin offense out in Oxford. But maybe it'll be somewhere else. We're going to be tracking that and see how that works out. JT's go-to guy, by the way, uh, Jermaine Burton is on the – he's moving on too. A little caught off guard about this one. Getting ready for the new podcast to drop here in the next 24 hours. I was talking to the Georgia Playmakers that would be returning to the offense in 2022, and I had Jermaine Burton almost at the top of the list. Had to scratch his name off this morning. 
both JT and Jermaine Burton, they uh, they both had those Cali roots, man. Burton reportedly close to JT Daniels. Remember when Daniels had that that summer camp out in California and I think Jermaine Burton was the first receiver to sign up and, and get ready to go out there and hang out at JT's house. Burton was close to JT, and I think that really developed, especially after last season's Mississippi State game. When JT Daniels was inserted as the starting quarterback, he threw for 400 yards in that game. <clears throat> and Burton had a breakout career game in the process. Eight catches, 200 yards, and two touchdowns receiving. Without JT at quarterback, Burton's production was downgraded. You may have noticed this year. Jermaine Burton dinged up a little bit during the course of the year, but he had 10 catches in the last six games of the season. Those are underwhelming numbers for a guy that came into the year thinking he was going to be the go-to man. Kirby's run-first system did not feature the wide receivers. And that meant it was time for Jermaine Burton to move on to a system that does feature the wide receivers. Dead and buried and gone. Gone. So where is Burton going to end up? Well, (laughs) word on the street already. There's talk over in Tuscaloosa about Jermaine Burton joining, uh, joining the Alabama Crimson Tide offense. Working with Bryce Young. This is a pass-happy offense over in Tuscaloosa where a go-to receiver is going to get his hands on the football. And take a look. I talked about it yesterday. Alabama's wide receiver core, their top three guys have moved on. So they are looking right now for a guy that can make an impact, can play ball, can be a go-to receiver for Bryce Young in the upcoming season. LSU might be an option. Jermaine Burton's wide receiver coach has relocated on Brian Kelly's staff down in Baton Rouge, Cortez Hankton. Maybe uh, he follows him down there to LSU, but I'd keep an eye on that Alabama situation. They're desperate for wide receiver help, and Jermaine Burton is a guy that can step in and play immediately. Do I think uh, they're attached? JT Daniels leaving and Jermaine Burton leaving? Uh, Yeah, that's... You know, best I can tell, they were pretty close. So one impacted the other. I'm sure there was a little bit of, there was a part of that in in that decision for both guys. And I sit here today wishing both those guys the very best of luck as they move on in their career. Time for a Buck Blue Show headline brought to you by Grease Monkey Auto. You may have seen last night our Atlanta Hawks, baby, ex- uh, exploded in the third quarter last night and went over the T-Wolves. Outscored them in that in that quarter, forty-five to twenty, in the third quarter. Ice cold Trey scoreless in the first quarter. He goes for thirty-seven and fourteen last night, looking good. And how about DeAndre Hunter? Man, looks like he's fitting in, settling down. Twenty-two points in the game for the former Hawks' number one draft pick. Looks like he is getting his act together there. So the Hawks back-to-back wins for the first time in a month. No kidding. Back-to-back wins, first time in a month. Maybe, just maybe, our Atlanta Hawks are back on track. Headlines is brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more done fast, done right. Visit greasemonkeyauto.com for store locations 
and special offers. That was good to see last night. The Hawks getting their act together and playing some good basketball. All right, coming up on the show, man, we got some Falcons talk coming up. Uh, we've got that NFL divisional playoff round coming up this weekend. I know you're all looking forward to that. We'll break some of that down coming up. Uh, the quarterback club, I'm going to dive in, give you a little scouting report on Sam Howell. I've already done Kenny Pickett a couple of uh, weeks ago. Today we'll take a look at Sam Howell, the North Carolina quarterback. Also, Stetson's back, big news. We'll have that in the Bulldog Roundtable today. So we are off and running. Glad you're with us. Remember now, if you can't join the show between 10 and 11 here on The Fan, you can check out the Buck Baloo Show podcast. You'll get that, that fan app. You easily can find that listen anywhere, anytime. Falcons, talk. Coming up next, I'm a little bit concerned. I'm going to tell you why next. Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. show on the fan 680 and 937 10 to 11 monday through friday we appreciate you listening to the show love that song jt daniels gone barely got to know him big news coming down today on that as stetson bennett comes back we'll talk about stetson and the round table coming up a little more on JT, though. Uh, where will be a landing spot for JT Daniels? I mentioned Ole Miss needs a quarterback with Matt Corral moving on. Lane Kiffin's offense might be a good fit. So, uh, you know, one, one uh, member of the media out there thinking Oregon was a, a good place for JT to go. Uh, Dan Lanning taking over, so he's got a little bit of relationship with Dan Lanning. However, Bo Nix is already on campus. So you would have to go out and earn that job in a competition. A lot of these guys are looking for a place they can go plug and play. TCU might be a spot. You got Sonny Dykes and Garrett Riley out there throwing that ball around. Maybe he goes back home, San Diego State. T used to go out there and scout a lot for the Atlanta Falcons at San Diego State. Don't believe he found many players out there. Liberty might be an option. Huh? I mean, you know, five years ago, who would have said that, right? Liberty. Say what? Hugh Freeze now running that Liberty program. And you got Willis, their quarterback, is moving on to the NFL this year. So certainly JT would be able to stick and uh, be able to plug and play there and throw the football all over the place. Now, I heard somebody talking about Mississippi State. Now, Mississippi State, Leach, he's already got a quarterback. 
Will Rogers. Will Rogers, second-year starter, uh, the second year as the starter this past season, uh, 74% completion percentage, 36 touchdowns, nine interceptions. I would think uh, you would look at the Mississippi State, if you were JT Daniels, you'd look at that opportunity and say, man, (laughs) Will Rogers is already cemented as the quarterback there. I've been through that at Georgia. Don't want to go through that again. And one more, uh, one more comment on JT. I was totally impressed with the way he handled the adversity this season. You didn't see any bad attitude. When Kirby plugged in Stetson Bennett and said, we're going with Bennett now. I mean, the best I could tell from the outside looking in, saw JT Daniels on the sideline, uh, would offer up some insight when Stetson came off the field between series. Didn't seem to be any big attitude problem. He didn't, you know, talk to the media or have his dad download some complaints to the media you didn't see any of that going on I thought JT Daniels handled handled himself very well this season in a tough tough year and maybe uh, one day soon we'll know exactly what happened over in Athens how he went from the uh, the starter and a spokesperson a spokesperson for the team over at SEC media days to boom being downgraded to a backup quarterback in Athens All right, let's talk a little Falcons football right now. And, uh, Nerny, you and Derek, pay attention, man. I need your insight into this one. I saw where this NFL uh, writer from The Athletic, uh, Dane Brugler is his name, he came out with a Falcons mock draft through two rounds. And it got me concerned when I saw this, what Dane Brugler was saying about what the Falcons may do. First-round pick, Falcons with the eighth pick in the first round. And do you know who Brugler had the Falcons taken with that first-round pick? Top-ten pick now, David Ajabo. Now, David Ajabo, the name probably rings a bell. Ajabo played for the Michigan Wolverines. He's an edge rusher. And, right, Georgia beat Michigan down in the Orange Bowl in the college football semifinal. And let me just say David Ajabo, David Ajabo, he pulled a no-show on the stat sheet. Not one tackle, not one sack. His name didn't even show up on the stat sheet. And Brugler thinks the Falcons are going to take him with the eighth pick of the first round. Now, Nerny, please tell me, if you were considering taking a guy, And in the biggest game of the season for his college team, he pulled a no-show where he didn't have one tackle or one sack. Would you be taking him with a top-10 pick in the NFL draft? No, he scares me a little bit, and I I hate to do this because it leaves a sour taste in everybody's mouth, but reverting back to the Vic Beasley pick, uh, his stats in college, he was great at rushing the passer. His senior stats, I think he had 14 sacks and only a total of, I think, 28 tackles, which means he was a one-dimensional defensive end. He was a pass rusher, did not play against the run very well. And I'm looking at Ojabo's stats right now, and, yeah, he had 11 sacks this year. You you love to see double-digit sacks, but he only had 35 total tackles, 24 of those being solo. So, to me, 
that kind of screams, okay, this guy may just be, you know, a one-dimensional guy at this moment, and you can't, you know, use a top-ten pick on a one-dimensional player. Yeah, and a guy in the biggest game of the year for his college team didn't even show up on the stat sheet. Come on, Brugler. Seriously. Some of these guys like this can bother me. He had the one big year, basically, this this past season. In 2020, he didn't do much. So I worry about guys that basically just have the one breakout year and not a lot else to talk about. And Mel Kuyper Jr., has he's got Aiden Hutchinson as the first pick in the NFL draft. And he got dominated in the same game I'm talking about. Jamari Salyer took care of him, brother. See, I, I, I got to disagree with you on this one. I know that Salyer took care of him, but I think that's more credit to Salyer and what UGA. I mean, because when you're going against Michigan, he's the one guy that you're scheming against, that your offense hang on, has to take care of. And, but I still, he had some moments. I saw him take care of Brock Bowers, got a TFL against Bowers. Really the only time this year I've seen anybody out physical Brock Bowers. And, and I brought up the stats and then the tackles and how that means a lot to me. You know, he, he's the complete opposite of Ojabo. I mean, look, 2021, 62 total tackles along with 14 sacks. So that, that to me is a three down guy. I'm not saying that he's, you know, the next JJ Watt or whatever out there, but I mean, he, he I, I do, or TJ Watt, but I do think that uh, he is worthy of a top five pick for yeah, sure. Yeah, those wild, those Watt boys are players over there, man. I mean, the, the most I saw of Hutchinson when he's laying on his back after getting pancaked by Sawyer again. But back to Ajabo, biggest game of the year. He didn't have one tackle, not one. And Brugler thinks the Falcons are going to take him with the eighth pick of the first round. Unbelievable. Now, look, it's true the Falcons need an edge rusher because we don't have one. But, man, I'm telling you, if I'm an owner or a general manager or a head coach in the National Football League and we're we're in a meeting and we're talking about uh, the draft and what we're going to do with a first-round pick, and as you go around the room getting input from uh, your key assistants in the room and you had one of those guys say, we need to take David Ajabo, I would say I saw the tape He didn't even show up against Georgia. We're not taking him. Well, uh, Brugler, when it came to the second-round pick for the Falcons, pick number 43, second-round pick, top of the second round, they had the Falcons taking quarterback Malik Willis out of Liberty who had a really outstanding season. I mean, he ran that Hugh Freeze offense like it was going out of style, man. He putting up big numbers, uh, throwing the ball where it needed to be thrown, uh, could scramble, extend plays, run with the football a little bit. I mean, very impressive what Malik Willis was doing. But he, to me, looks like a little bit of a project. Like it's going to take a while for him to settle in. Now, look, I wouldn't expect him if they took him with a second-round pick. Matt Ryan's going to be the starter this coming year. And so Malik Willis could spend a year, if they did take him, mentoring uh, under, learning under Matt Ryan, which would be a good thing. But the Buck Belue Show wants to remind Dane Brugler and Terry Fontenot, the Falcons' general manager, of two very important things. One, the Falcons' offensive line is the worst in football. Not just the NFL. I'm including college football, high school football, youth football. Matt Ryan, do I need to remind you 
got hit more than any quarterback in football last season. Youth league, middle school, high school, college, pro. Nobody got hit more than Matt Ryan. So I hope somebody in that Falcons uh, war room stands up when they're talking about taking a Jabo or Willis with a first or second round pick and reminds Fontenot of the fact that we couldn't protect the quarterback. We need help. All right, number two. The Falcons' defensive line, one of the worst in football. And I'm talking middle school, youth league, high school, college, and pro. Grady Jarrett was the only legitimate defensive lineman the Falcons had this season. The only one. And let me just say, I hadn't talked to Grady about it, but I, I'm assuming that Grady Jarrett is sick and tired of taking on double teams. And we even saw him taking on triple teams. Right, Nerney? We saw a triple team on Grady Jarrett. Yeah, against Detroit. <laughs> he was, caught, he was, he was uh, on mic during that. He asked the guy, I think right after the play, you guys don't have anybody else to block? I think they said, no, the rest of your defensive line stinks. Yeah, Jabo, I don't really consider him a defensive lineman. He's a pass rusher. That's all he is. He's not playing the run tough. One of the worst defensive lines in football. And we're going to use our first two picks on an edge rusher that can't play the run, that doesn't show up in his college team's biggest game of the year, pulls a no-show, didn't even show up on the stat sheet, and take a quarterback that's a project with the second-round pick, Dane Brugler, you are absolutely, you've lost your mind. Or maybe that's your plan is to get, you know, some uh, people around Atlanta a little upset with you. I need some of these high draft picks from years past, like maybe a second-round pick from 2020, Marlon Davidson. We did, they've a- attempted to fill these holes before. Some of the guys are on the roster. Don't know if they're the answer, but that sure would be nice for some of these guys from past drafts to step up in the future. Yeah, I would say center and left guard and right tackle for the Atlanta Falcons is a must-address situation when it comes to the draft. And you can't just take somebody like Mayfield. you got to take somebody that can actually play the game. You can't afford any mistakes. Who's more likely to go to the second round, uh, Devontae Wyatt or uh, Sawyer? Uh, Sawyer. All right, well, then let's take him. There's no doubt about it. I mean, his stock had to improve, right? I mean, he's playing out of position, and he's dominating Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo, who are looking like both right now. They're talking like they're both of those guys are top ten picks, and Salyer handled both of them in the Orange Bowl. If his stock didn't go up, they're just simply not paying attention. Now, Sawyer Nerns will be an offensive guard at the next level was helping George out playing tackle gotta love his attitude also what do you coach you need some help at left tackle count on me he was thinking about leaving last year and they said dude you can't leave we don't have a left tackle ready to play this year we're looking to win a championship and Sawyer said man I'll come on back I'll play out of position hopefully he's going to cash in there you go. We'll be talking about these mock drafts for weeks uh, to come. We got several months before the NFL draft rolls around. But Dane Brugler, 
Uh, you're probably thinking, yeah, Baloo took it hook, line, and sinker. Well, yeah, you got me a little upset with all that. Nerney, what do you say we do that quarterback club thing? Shades on in the club. Get the shades on in the club, and let's talk a little quarterback play. Got the Senior Bowl rolling around. Coming up here February 5th, it'll get underway down in Mobile, Alabama. And it's a, a huge opportunity for North Carolina quarterback Sam Howell to impress and boost his stock as North Carolina's coming off a disappointing 6-7 and seven season this year where Sam Howell played down a little bit when you compared that to the season before where he had people thinking he was a first-round pick. Now, the rep on Sam Howell, undersized but tough, mobile, and a guy that can make all the throws. You know, the comparison I keep seeing out there is Baker Mayfield. Six foot, six one, 225 pounds, something along those lines. So not prototypical as it comes to the NFL level. Now, watching Sam Howell play the game the last two years, went back and looked at some of the highlight reel as I put this little segment together. And I see a guy that's got a, a pretty quick release. I like that for a quarterback. You got, got to get rid of the football quickly sometimes. Quick release is impressive. I think one of the better things he does is he goes through his progressions quicker than most guys playing the position. I mean, you see a lot of these quarterbacks that stay attached to that first target in the progression of a play where they give that first guy, you know, one second, two seconds, three seconds to get open. No, Sam Howell does a good job of, of seeing the first guy in the progression. If he's covered up, he's moving away from him quickly. I like that about Sam Howell. Arm strength, I'd say B, B plus. I mean, it's sort of middle of the road. He is a, a guy that... that Puts good touch on the short ball and the deep ball. He throws a catchable ball on the underneath stuff. And he's got really nice touch on the deep ball. Really like that about him. And he's good extending plays. He avoids the sack, keeps the play alive, and can get some big plays extending uh, the plays. Now, the negative on, on Sam Howell. He's too obsessed with velocity. And we hear a lot about velocity these days, and most of the time it's about these pitchers on the baseball field. What's your velo? All right, what's, he, what's that fastball sitting at? 95, 96, 89, we don't want him. Sam Howell is totally, uh, he is totally obsessed with the velocity on the intermediate throws. And I think that's one reason his accuracy uh, suffers a little bit, so... My advice to Sam, quit trying to throw it so dang hard on the intermediate route. Uh, another negative, he, he can look slow out on the field. Slow moving around, slow running when he has to. Let me tell you, slow doesn't cut it at the National Football level, National Football League level. They'll run your butt down. And then the other thing I find a little bit... Uh, I, I guess it bothers me a little bit. You don't ever see any emotion out of Sam Howell. And I know a lot of people like that. You know, at the quarterback spot, you got to keep a level 
level of your emotions level, right? I mean, you hear a lot of that from these quarterback gurus. I like to see a little emotion, see a little passion occasionally. I didn't see that out of Sam Howell playing the game. My rating on Sam Howell going into the underwear Olympics and the Senior Bowl, I would say Sam Howell is a second-round draft pick heading into the Senior Bowl. And there's your quarterback club today. Kelly came in last night. I'm in front of the computer. She says, what? You're watching North Carolina highlights? I mean, what are you doing? I'm saying I'm getting ready for the quarterback club tomorrow. Shades on in the club. (laughs) Getting ready for the quarterback club. And she said, quarterback club? What's that? I said, that's when I put my shades on during the show. And she shook her head and basically sort of walked off at that point in time. She uh, obviously thinks I'm a little bit crazy. Let's get to that NFL top five. We ready for that? The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's top five. Top five, baby. What we got, DT? Let's do it. NFL top five divisional round coming up. One of the biggest injuries everybody's been talking about the NFL. And the King Henry, Derrick Henry. Looking to come back. He's been out since week eight. We did, we learned he's got a steel plate in his right foot. Is that sounds can, painful, doesn't it? It doesn't sound ideal for a running back. It really does. How does that impact Saturday? Yeah, and Julio Jones has got one of these in his foot too, Who? doesn't he? Who? Yeah, King Henry, the impact will he have on Saturday? Well, look, he made it through practice yesterday, and they were hitting him around. And you know what? King Henry was hitting them around too. Yeah, he delivers as much I as he I mean, my goodness. Dude, he looks like a linebacker playing the game out there running back. Just adding steel to Derrick Henry should just make him all the more hard to tackle. Right? He's liable to kick somebody. Yeah, I think he impacts the game. Gosh, I don't know, 10 to 15 carries maybe in the game coming up on Saturday. Uh, that's e- I, that's I easing be, in for Derrick Henry. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see him stiff arm some defensive back to the turf and run for 70, 80 yards in the game. Yeah, he ought to be fired up. He's been out for a while. Well, Buck's staying in the playoffs. Do you have a favorite player left in these playoffs? A new fave? A new favorite, yeah. Yeah, I do, man. And his name is Debo Samuel. Debo. Yeah, we saw Corderell Patterson do some amazing things as far as versatility this year for the Falcons. I mean, I looked at him coming in. He was a kick returner. And since now they've eliminated the kickoff, I mean, they just see these guys boom it out of the back of the end zone. Why do we even have the kickoff anymore? And we saw Patterson, man, uh, catching some balls at receiver, running the football at running back. I was totally impressed. And Debo Samuel's doing doing the same thing out in San Francisco with the 49ers. And it is impressive seeing him line up at running back and do the things that he's doing. Man, he looks like a natural at running back. And we're talking about a guy that's played receiver high school, college, and his first couple of years in the National Football League. Look at what he did this year. Ran the ball from the running back position 59 times, had 77 receptions, and 11 touchdowns. My new fave, Debo Samuel. I love it, Buckeye. It's a trend we're seeing a lot in the NFL, kind of a mixing of of the position types where it's just Playmaker. I want a playmaker out in space. I don't care whether he's a running back, receiver, kick return. Yeah, I tell you what, my grandfather, God rest his soul, Bullet Clements. Hey, he told me one time, 
I must have been middle school when he said, son, the more you can do, the better off you're going to be. That's I don't know if he's talking about Debo, but I think he was a wise man, Bullet Clements. He's doing it all. All right, Buck, if you could go to one playoff game this weekend, which would you choose? Well, I think I'd go to Kansas City. They're crazy out there. Well, look, I'm, I'm assuming I don't have a media credential, right? And so I've got to pay for the ticket to get in. And I was seeing that, you know, you want to go see uh, the Green Bay game. Then you're going to drop like 250 bucks minimum to go see that one. You want to go see the Nashville Titans and King Henry play, you're going to drop 250 bucks. 200 plus down in Tampa to go see TB12 and Stafford play. Kansas City, $129 ticket cost to get in. And you know, uh, one of the reasons why is that Kansas City now, this is their fourth consecutive year of having two home playoff games. The thrill is gone in Kansas City. These fans, man, I mean, four years ago, they, they were paying top dollar to get in Arrowhead. Now, you know, sort of been there, done that. So it'd be the cheapest ticket this weekend in the divisional round. Yeah, that's surprising to me. Good call, Buck. Well, you mentioned uh, the Buccaneers down in Tampa. How is Tom Brady going to hold up against this Rams front? Yeah, well, that Wurfs over there at right tackle. That's a little bit concerning if you're Tom Brady or his wife. Giselle's probably concerned about that. But I guess, you know, you need to just reflect on what TB12's done, right? NFL record 35 playoff victories. So trust in Brady. And how about this Brady? Uh, the Bucks have scored 30-plus points in five consecutive playoff games with Tom Brady as the quarterback. Again, trust in Brady. 30-plus against the Rams this weekend. I can see that. Tom Brady has more playoff wins with the Bucks than the Cowboys have since they won their last Super Bowl. Pretty remarkable. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> well, uh, speaking of the NS- NFC East, Eagles, they may- made it to the playoffs. They're done, though. Should the Eagles stick with Jalen Hurts at quarterback moving forward? Let me get this straight. You're asking me about the Eagles. You know... I'm just curious about Jalen. Uh, Kincaid and I did that show for 20 years together. And do you know I was overwhelmed with all the Eagles talk? I was thinking, okay, after the 20 years of that, we don't ever have to talk about the Eagles again. Fly, Eagles, fly. On the road to victory. Yeah, not so much victory. Jalen Hurts. Dude, I don't think I would be, if I was the Eagles general manager, not that I would ever be. But let's say twist of fate I was. I'd be looking for another quarterback. Because Jalen Hurts, as Stephen A. Was, would say, Stephen A. Smith would say, he's more of a runner than he is a passer. We're talking about the National Football League. you got to be able to spin it in the National Football League at quarterback. Are you relying on a runner to help lead you to the promised land? I think not. I think I'd move on looking for another quarterback. I've seen enough. That's your top five. All right, top five. Bucks top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Hold on, we're running a little late. We got to get to the Bulldog Roundtable. 
The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, 45, like 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. How Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA. And by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Well, if you're on Instagram, you got the good news overnight. Stetson Bennett set to run it back. Returning to Georgia for a sixth year of eligibility in 2022. Stetson had the Instagram post. One more year, let's go. And this is huge for Kirby Smart and the 2022 Georgia Bulldog team uh, because, you know, I was mentioning Nolan Smith was a big deal with Nolan Smith announcing that he would be returning for uh, this upcoming season for Georgia. And I looked at Nolan Smith and said, okay, leadership, this is huge, having Nolan Smith come back. A lot of defections. A lot of guys moving on on that defensive side of the ball for Georgia. They needed one of these dudes to stick around and be the leader, the the defensive captain, so to speak, on that side of the ball. Nolan Smith did that by saying he was coming back. And now you got Stetson Bennett. Obviously, he will be the leader on the offensive side of the ball as the offensive captain. So that's huge also. As far as the leadership committee goes, Kirby Smart, really good shape now with Nolan Smith and Stetson Bennett uh, leading this young, inexperienced team coming into this year where it's going to be really tough out there. Georgia with a target on their back as the national champions. And so that repeat thing is no joke. You need good quality, strong leadership on the team. And I think now they've got what they need with Nolan Smith and Stetson Bennett. This could be a sign that Todd Monken, the offensive coordinator, will not be jumping to the NFL for an NFL offensive coordinator's job, that Monken could be returning. Because remember when Stetson did that GMA hit the early morning after the national title game where Stetson uh, certainly hadn't even been to sleep yet? I remember. I don't know if Stetson remembers. Well, let's hear from Stetson, GMA, the day after winning the Natty, talking about whether he was coming back or not. I'm going to play football this next year. We'll see where. We'll, we'll see if I can, you know, trust the uh, decisions that are made by the staff and see where I'm going to play. And I interpreted that. We're going to wait and see what Todd Monken does because Monken bought in to Stetson Bennett. Monken told everyone that would listen that Georgia could win the national championship with Stetson Bennett as the quarterback. So I would assume that Stetson and Monken have a lot of confidence in each other. Stetson must be feeling that Monken, pretty good shot, he's going to come back for the third and final year of that three-year contract that he signed to be the offensive coordinator. So Stetson must trust in the staff now to make this announcement. Must feel confident about what's going to happen, meaning he's going to be the starting quarterback in 2022. Now, it's probably not real good news for Carson Beck and Brock Vandegriff, who were hoping, probably secretly hoping, that Stetson would move on, maybe go to law school, and then they would battle it out to be the starting quarterback in 2022. But that is not what they found out overnight as they uh, checked their Instagram Stetson Bennett 
is coming back. Now, there's a big-time uh, big SEC coach that reportedly is not coming back to a place that had a lot of change going on, and they're trying to keep up with Alabama. We'll talk about that next. Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. It's the Buck Blue Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Glad you're with us today on this wet and rainy Thursday. I understand it's going to clear up this afternoon, though. And we'll get the uh, colder temperatures moving back in for a couple of days. Which we should expect. It is the middle of winter, isn't it? And, guys, we talked a little bit yesterday about... uh, you know, the lack of football out there as far as the night viewing goes. And, well, we're settling into the basketball season. So got a heavy dose of the NBA last night watching the Hawks bouncing around there. And some college basketball going down last night, too. We've spoken about it yesterday, DT, that the Auburn Tigers were 22-point favorites over the Georgia Bulldogs. And we were had a little quick conversation about whether they would cover that, that gambling spread last night, which they did. 83-60, to 60, Auburn last night over the Georgia Bulldogs, covering that 22-point spread by one point. Let's get to a college football nugget. Mm, tasty. Time for the College Football Nugget, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, Brian Harson's defensive coordinator at Auburn, reports are he's about to leave Harson after one year on the job. Derek Mason, former head coach at Vanderbilt. I thought he did a really good job at Auburn last season. I mean, he is known as a one of the better defensive minds in college football. Let's be honest here. I mean, that's what people were saying about Derek Mason when he got the Vanderbilt job. And, uh, look, Bill Belichick probably couldn't win at Vanderbilt. So no sweat what uh, happened to Mason there. Did a fine job as the Auburn defensive coordinator last season. I believe the Tigers given up 21 points a game, 125 yards rushing per game. I mean, those are pretty impressive stats with what he had to work with. So he did a fine job. And now Derek Mason's being linked 
to the Oklahoma State defensive coordinator's job. Bruce Feldman with Fox Sports leaking that information out overnight. And I tell you what, Harson, it's been a revolving door over at Auburn during the year that Brian Harson's been on the job. I mean, it's not exactly like Ted's Montana Grill at 6 o'clock on a Friday evening. I mean, that revolving door is going around fast. And the one at Auburn is moving pretty fast also. Uh, Harson, he pushed Mike Bobo out the door because Harson now is going to take over as the offensive coordinator. He's going to take up uh, take take up an additional job. He'll be the head coach and the offensive coordinator. And now Mason looks like he's on the move. Oklahoma State, they've got a reputation for paying their assistant coaches under Mike Gundy. Gundy's making good money. And their uh, defensive coordinator this past season, Jim Knowles, left to go to Ohio State. They're going to Ohio State. Uh, Coach Dave's going to pay him like almost two million dollars to be their defensive coordinator this season. And Derek Mason made one point five at Auburn last season, and you know he's not leaving to take a pay cut. So he's going to be somewhere between one point five and two million dollars if he ends up taking this job at Oklahoma State. Sort of an odd year for the Cowboys. I mean, for years under Gundy, it was all offense, baby. They finally led with the defense this year and had a really outstanding season. Looking to continue that trend, and I'm sure that Derek Mason would be able to help them out with that. So keep an eye on this. Harson's coaching staff at Auburn. Those coordinators, they, they don't stick around very long under Brian Harson. And there's your college football nugget. Tell you, these assistant coaching salaries, man, they have escalated big time, and I think it's about time. With the money involved in college football these days, it's about time those assistants start getting paid. Time for the final word. Well, the national championship shakeup in Athens will now start to slow down. Stetson Bennett's coming back. Nolan Smith is coming back. And a lot of key players in that secondary are coming back. The staff here at 680 The Fan uh, giving me this information here. The research says Georgia will try to replace 10 players on offense, 11 players on defense, and two assistant coaches. And with this slowing down, the exit slowing down, now Kirby Smart and his staff will refocus on adding to the football team as far as the transfer portal goes, bringing guys in. You got that National Signing Day number two coming up in February, trying to add to the recruiting class and start the rebuild for next season. Question. Can the 2022 Georgia team contend in the upcoming season? The answer, yes. Yes, they can contend. Got enough talent on campus to be able to do that. 
And that's going to do it for the uh, Buck Baloo Show today. Uh, for Gillespie and Thomas and Nerney, we appreciate you listening to the show. Hope you'll join us again tomorrow, 10 to 11, here on The Fan. Nick and Chris coming up next. Thank you, Buck. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia.